This is Kenneth Anderson's podcast, and it's the 14th of February 2021. The time is 22.15, and it is Sunday. Now today we are going to be talking about how we get our mindset so that it's, it is a happy mind, a joyful mind, a mind that wants to better ourselves as humans. A mind that's always content with being alive. So how do we do that? Well, we of course have to be very much aware of what we put through our eyes and ears. It's very important that we do not fall into the trap of constantly, as I explained in the former podcast, um, comparing ourselves to others. Because once we do that, once we compare ourselves to others, it, 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 the purpose of self-help or loving yourself, it defeats the purpose. Because once we compare ourselves with others, we tend to be sad inside because we see that other people have a more joyful life than we have. And then we get into this downward spiral. So very importantly that we do not compare ourselves with others. So if you analyze yourself and your own life, and you find that you perhaps have a tendency to do this, then I would highly suggest you um, change your focus uh, onto yourself instead. And once you turn your focus onto yourself instead, then you can start to analyze your own situation. What is your own life about? Are you happy? Are you content with life? Or are there something in your life that you want to change? And if so, you could write that down. Very importantly, when we write something down, we sort of manifest it in our mind. So for example, if you want to become a musician, you write that down and you write also how are you going to achieve these goals are you going to audition to any audition available at the moment i believe it's very difficult right now under this lockdown but um but once the restrictions are lifted are you going to pursue your dream of becoming a musician a singer, for example. It could also be a painter or any other mm, thing that you want to achieve in life. So write that down. Writing it down also makes you look at it not every day, but every other day you can see that you have manifested your dreams on a piece of paper. And then you can start to manifest it in real life. And once you manifest it in real life, you become more happy and content with yourself. Because once you pursue a goal uh, in your own life, you will stop pursuing other people's lives. Um, And and that is a good thing. I'm not saying that you cannot be inspired by other people uh, by reading their books, for example, of how they achieve their goals, that you cannot also use that in your own life 
to achieve your goal. Of course not. So it's it's just when you only look at other people's lives, it can be a bit uh, trouble troublesome in your own life. So you have to be willing to analyze yourself, analyze your own life. And also, if you have close friends, ask them for help. Ask them if they have some advice for you and be willing to take on whatever criticism might come your way. And of course, knowing that they are loving and caring and kind friends that mean you well, you can also not be so troublesome by what they are saying to you. And perhaps they can tell you in a different way than you can for yourself. And they can explain it in a certain way so you, that you can see what problems that might occur in the future in order for you to achieve your goal. But also the solutions to these problems that might occur. And once you reach your full potential, meaning that once you get the engine going, so to speak, you can start writing up um, some smaller goals to reach your big goal. For example, I'm not going to become a, a singer overnight. Uh, I need to practice my voice. I need to start taking singing lessons and I need to really work very hard on it. Otherwise, I'm not going to succeed. Because you have to realize that and remember that there are also a lot of other people around who have the same goals as you have and are willing to pursue them and are willing to um, commit themselves 100, 100% to their own goals. So you also need to be aware of the competition. And of course, you also have to realize that once you reach your goal, what are you going to do next? Because a lot of people who reach their goal, all of a sudden, now they have reached their goal, now what? Now you should be happy and content with life. Now you should be uh, ever so joyful. But once you realize that you are not, it was simply the pursuit of this um, journey to your goal, uh, then you can actually go back and feel a little bit sad uh, again. So you have to realize that that is also or can also be like a trap. The, the pursuit of goal can be very good for you. But you also have to realize that once you reach your goal, you need to set other goals instead. You need to have a drive in your life, so to speak that it's the drive that actually makes you happy, not the goal in, goal in itself. So let's just say for ourselves, for our own sake, what can I do now to reach some sort of happiness? Well, of course, we can be grateful for what we have. We can be grateful for being alive, for maybe if we have a good health, we can be happy about that. We can also be happy that we have food on our plate. 
We maybe even have a shelter, housing. Uh, we have warm in our house. We can take a shower each day. That can also be something that we can be grateful for. We have close friends that we can console and confide in. That could also be something that you can meditate on and become happy about. Because under this lockdown, it's easy for us to focus on what we have lost, because we have lost a lot of our freedoms, but it is not going to make us happy, on the contrary. So we need to focus on what we have in our life that makes us happy. And of course, if we have true friends that also want us to become happy and content with life, then we can also better their lives by being there for them, by phoning them up and calling them, showing that you truly care about them. Because that is also a part of being a human, showing that you truly care and love uh, not only yourself, but also others. Because we are all in this boat together, all, almost all of us. There was, of course, a small, a small elite that is not in the same boat as us, but a lot of people are in the same boat all around the world. So knowing that also can also bring us closer together instead of further apart. Because that is what they want. They want us uh, to feel isolated from each other. They want us to, and I, when I say they, I mean the government, the mainstream media, the people who want us to fear uh, every day to get, uh, getting up and meeting other people. We can fight this. It is not an easy battle, I know that, but on the contrary, we can fight it because we have our power in our own hands. We still have a certain amount of freedom left in Denmark. I know very, very little, of course, but you have still the freedom of thought, the freedom of expression, the freedom of thinking what you want to think, but most importantly, you have the power to decide what you put through your eyes and ears. So I have been spelling this many times, getting rid of whatever is in your garbage can, can greatly affect your mood in a more positive way. It could be violent video games, violent movies, movies who portray people's bad behavior as something that you can let yourself be entertained by. The social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, is also a part of this garbage can. Basically, it's whatever floats through your television set or through your screens at your uh, mobile phone, it is hardly likely that it, it is ever going to make you truly happy um, being a human. It is, I believe, only through human interaction when you meet a person in the flesh and you listen and look that person in the eye, that you truly can feel happy and content with yourself and that you get a certain amount of feeling of joy in your life. 
So very importantly, the human inter- interactions that we are losing ever so rapidly, it is all up here. Our mind is a very powerful tool. And of course, the New World Order knows this. They know how to manipulate us. They know how to make us discuss whatever they want us to discuss. The Me Too movement, Black Lives Matter, um, uh, this uh, coronavirus also, but also um, the global warming uh, scam also. Anything that can keep us occupied, that can uh, occupy our mind, they are feeding us, basically. They're not feeding us for example, uh, that uh, China is a very bad country and China should uh, not allow to exist under current conditions because the China is the model for any other part of the world. They want every other part of the world to look more like China, a ruthless dictatorship with a point system where you basically are a slave to the government. This is what they want. So of course they're not going to allow the so-called free press to focus on what is going on with China, what bad things is going on with China. So you are not going to hear about that. You have to search very hard for that, that one. But the coronavirus, what we need to fear today and tomorrow and yesterday and two years from now, the mainstream media is always going to feed us that. And they're also always going to feed us the solution. So we are sort of like like stuck in the middle of this giant um, program, so to speak. They are basically entering your mind through your television set sort of like little little nightmares too so you need to realize that in order for us not to live in little nightmares too we need to take our own mind back we need to be aware of the fact that we are easily manipulated that we are easily misled but once we are we realize that, and I have realized that for seven or eight years now, and once you take your mind back, once you decide what you put through your eyes and ears, then happiness will occur, almost like magic. So very important that we occupy our mind with something wholesome. Love and care and being there for each other is very important. This is something that we can occupy our mind with. Also, the Buddhist way of thinking that we want to not only rid ourselves of bad feelings, but we also want to help others get rid of their bad feelings. We want to help them not only physically, but also emotionally. We want to become a truly happy and content human. And in order for us to do this, we need to meditate on love and kindness. We need to look at opportunities to show love and kindness 
not only to ourselves, but also to others. Because I have been uh, reading out loud for many uh, episodes now about the self-help books, uh, how, how to help yourself, how to love yourself. But now we are at a, a junction. Now we also need to decide we cannot only love ourselves and show ourselves uh, love and care and have this inner voice um, be positive towards ourselves. We also need to share the love. We also need to show other people that we truly care and love them also. We are truly concerned about them. We truly want them also to have a certain amount of happiness in life. We also want them to be content. We also want them to get up every morning and be happy to be alive, but also be happy about whatever makes you happy in your life. And also focus on that. It could be reading a book. It could be going out in nature, enjoying nature. It could also be talking to your friends and relatives. Also, if you know an old person at a nursing home, phone that person up. Or if you are allowed to visit that person, visit that person and show that you truly care that you truly think about that person because once you call that person that person knows that you have thought about that person how that person is doing under this isolation because this isolation is sort of like a small amount of torture can you you could call that because according to the geneva convention convention uh, isolating people in jail is uh, a sort of uh, like uh, considered torture. So isolating people in their own homes is also the government orchestrating torture against its civilians' population. Unfortunately, of course. And I have been warning about this for many years. I have also been warning about the vaccines and all the rest. (laughs) But now it's time for me to move on. It's time for me to not focus on what I've been talking about for the past six or seven hundred episodes because it's not going to make me feel happy and content with my own life. And it can also, if I'm not happy and content with my own life, rub off on other people when I talk to them. If I only talk about negative stuff in my own life, it's going to not be so as so pleasant uh, experience to talk to me. And I, don't, I do not want to do that. I want other people to be happy and content when they talk to me. So, changing the way we think about life is very important. Do we cherish life? Do we love life? Do we truly want to be part of a human race that basically search for the pleasures of life. I, I know I mean, it, could, it could be sex, but also it could also be just being there for each other. Basically, of course, sex is, I have been explaining this many times in my previous podcast, um, it's a sort of, sort of like, it's the best feeling that you can have in this life, but also it can also lead to something bad because feelings might get hurt 
and also sex is there to make two people connect at a deeper level but once they realize that it is not only their sex they want they they are going to have but also a real relationship and also the troubles of the male and female connection or disconnection can also make it very difficult once we do not understand each other understand the difference between a man and a woman that can also create some big trouble uh, in our life so it's not to say that sex is also there it's a big driving force it's basically what we are here to do it's basically what how we have become who we are uh, all seven billion people around the world or we all come from the same place we all come from an egg and a sperm cell which comes from egg and a sperm cell which comes from egg and a sperm cell and so forth and so on that means that we come from something that you could place in the head of a top of a needle but that could also be placed in the head of a top of a needle that's our father and mother but that could also be placed in the head of a top of a needle that's our grandfather and grandmother and so forth and so on so this little algorithm or you could call it explains to me that there is a a creator behind it all they have to be it cannot be that it for many billions of years just went big bang and all the molecules that happen to be put together like we see today it has to be that there is a creator behind it all and he has created us with a free will and he is or she is the infinite of love the perfect manifestation of love and care so we should also strive for us to have our own personalities be as loving and caring as humanly possible it can be very very difficult because i have been explaining many times we have an ego and also we have a past we perhaps have had some traumas in our uh, previous uh, existence not existence but in our uh, childhood for example that we have not been dealing with and therefore we have what you could call a split personality but we have an ego that we portray to other people so that they do not get too close to us and once we do not let allow people to get close to us we actually shut our force down the life force within us which is truly love and care and truly being there for others truly caring for others that life force we shut off so in order for us to get rid of this ego we need to realize it's not going to be an easy task it's not going to be pleasant why well because once we start meditating on what bad stuff that has happened in our past we start to relive it and we start to have these bad emotions and we do not want to have these bad emotions so we shut them off instead of allowing ourselves to be flooded by them accepting them and letting them go instead because that process is very difficult but once we allow ourselves to do that 
we realize once we enter into the other side that now we have actually we have gotten rid of a certain amount of layers and now we have an opportunity to get closer to uh, true love and true care within ourselves and once we start focusing on the source of life love and care then we can start showing love and care not only to ourselves but also to others and this is a journey that is very difficult many people have tried to obtain it many people like buddha or like the dalai lama or other people in the buddhist community is searching for this where you are content with life where you have meditated on love and kindness so much so that you actually radiate love and care and kindness a true love and care and kindness not just a persona but something that you are deep inside and once you realize that you have entered this deep inside yourself uh, this life force can actually strive you or drive you towards your goal but once you realize that you have reached your full potential you have reached the core of your own existence your own being then you also realize that perhaps these goals were not so important anymore it was not so important for me to be on that stage to be admired by other people because this is also part of the western culture we all want to be admired we also all want to be appreciated and deep down inside we all want to be loved but this is not love being on a stage is far from being loved uh, truly being loved is if you have a personal friend that you trust with your life that is a personal friend that is basically true love it is not being on stage or being a singer or being a dancer or any of other stuff that you could put through your mind and say to yourself this is something that is going to make me truly happy and then you realize it's not going to make me happy at all and then you have wasted a lot of precious time in order for you to achieve this goal that you thought would make you happy in your own life so entering this life force this loving caring life force is very difficult as i've been spending many times but it's also very easy it really depends on you it really depends on you starting to meditate on your breathing counting your breath and once you realize that your mind is wandering then you just take your mind back because we have all this uh, we all have this inner voice that constantly criticizes us and tell us bad stuff but once you meditate you can actually almost get rid of that bad voice because every time you pull your attention back to your breathing or counting your breath 
you will realize that that voice becomes dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. And now you can start meditating on love and care and kindness instead. Just being content and happy with who you are at this very moment. And once you make that an everyday part of your life, then I truly believe that it is much easier for you to enter who you truly are as a human, true love and care and kindness towards yourself and others. And once you realize that, once you get to that core, I'm not even close, so just relax, I'm not some, some kind of wacky guru here, but once you realize that, once you realize that you are true love and care and kindness, then other people will feel that too. Other people will feel safe around you. Other people will also want what you have. And also want, and of course not comparing ourselves with others, but asking me how I am so happy with myself and my life. And I can explain them, well, it's basically getting rid of everything that is in the garbage can and moving your attention towards meditating over love and kindness and your breathing. And once you do that, once you make that a part of your life, then you realize that life is joyful to be around. You, other people are joyful to be around. Life should be joyful to be around. It should not be something that we loathe. We should not loathe people, uh, loathe other people, but also loathe ourselves or our life. We should be happy. We should be. We should be striving towards love and caring and kindness. And once we start striving for this, this should be our goal. Many people might ask, what is the purpose of life? That is loving yourself and others and striving for that goal, making that number one priority. That is going to allow yourself to allow happiness to enter your life. But only then, only when you truly start meditating, start cleaning out all the garbage, then you can become happy and content in life. You can become a whole human being, a human being that wants others to also have the same amount of happiness in their life. And you also would like other people to feel the same thing that you feel. And that is what I have been explaining when I read out loud from the Dalai Lama. He truly wants other people to care about other people. Because he, uh, as a raised Buddhist, he strives for the happiness and joy of other human beings. It sounds very easy. It sounds very easy to say that out loud. But it's very difficult, because we are living in a Western culture. We do not live in a, a Buddhist society where all the people around us are meditating all the time and are 
truly meditating on happiness uh, and being content with life. So we do not have other people to rub off on, so to speak. Because other people around us in the Western culture is maybe very miserable, feel very sad being alive, feel all these negative emotions because they have allowed themselves to be affected by the mainstream media. Whatever puts you put you through your iPhones or your uh, smartphones or, or your television set, it's not going to make you happy at all. On the contrary, it's only going to make you sad and feel even more lonely. So, so very important that we start to focus on the, th- the things that make us truly happy in life. Not the things, of course, but the emotions. The emotions of love and care and thinking about others besides yourself, that is something that we should basically, it should be on our mind 24-7. Because allowing this to enter our mind, these positive emotions, it could allow ourselves to become positive humans but only if we allow it. So we have to analyze our situation. We have to be willing to take critique from our friends, but we also have to take critique from ourselves. If we have, on this piece of paper, as as I've been explaining earlier, if we have something that we can see, well, here is something that I can change in my life that I know is going to allow myself to become more happy but not doing anything about it. Well, then you have just said to yourself, well, I know this is going to make me happy, but I'm not going to try to achieve this. So you have just hindered yourself uh, into pursuing what truly makes you happy. So also, we as humans have a tendency to put stop blocks over, uh, over anything that or excuses, you could also say that. Well, I'm not going to do that today because then I'm not going to be hurt or something like that. We all have that inner voice that constantly nag us, that constantly tell us that we are not good enough. But fighting that voice uh, through meditation is so important. So let's just read out loud, because I can see now that I've been talking for 35 minutes. Now, let's just read out loud from this book, this self-help book, and see if there is anything that we can um, take into consideration into our journey to achieve everlasting happiness. Let's just change the scenes here. We have come to Pain and Purpose, Part 7. Introduction. Life doesn't battle you because you're weak. It battles you because you're strong. It knows that if it gives you pain, you'll release your power. 
The great philosopher Aristoteles claimed that everything happens for a reason. You can apply this when you consider that every experience in your life is designed to shape you and help you grow into the highest and mightiest versions of yourself. This means that even a negative experience can be seen as an opportunity for growth rather than a time for suffering. This doesn't mean that we shouldn't grieve or feel down when we go through uh, painful life experiences. And it's important to give yourself time to heal after such events. If you always play the victim when something goes wrong, life will always treat you like one. Don't let your circumstances define your future. Aristoteles' beliefs may make people think, yes, I feel that, give them hope or slightly annoy them. I understand why some might find the phrase irritating. When someone goes through a horrific experience, it's very difficult to see reason for it. All they feel is pain, and they may feel that by saying this, you are demonstrating your ignorance about the situation. However, the majority of us go through at least one period in our life that we find very tough. So we can relate to someone's low point to some extent, even if we don't understand them exactly, because we have felt low ourselves. Sometimes we just have to believe there's a good reason behind it uh, that will reveal itself to us when we are ready to acknowledge it. A schoolteacher of mine once told me a story about how his brother missed the last train from the town he was studying in to go uh, home for the holiday season. When the brother missed the train, he was devastated and angry with himself. However, later that evening he learned that train he was meant to have taken had tragically crashed and nearly all the passengers had died. Upon hearing this, he thanked God for saving him from what could have been his last breath, and he said, Everything happens for a reason. I am sure the friends and family of the deceased passengers wouldn't agree but from the brother's perspective, the phrase made perfect sense. Just because you can't see the point behind a challenging time doesn't mean there isn't one. If it hadn't been for my father's death early in my life, I wouldn't be sitting here trying to expire people. I'd have entirely different stories to tell because my experience would uh, be different. This doesn't make the fact that he's gone any better. With my father around, I might have avoided many of my hardships. But the phrase gives you an empowering perspective so you can move forward with your life. The past cannot be changed, only our perception of it can. By creating this shift in mindset, we start to trust that everything that happens to us also happens for us. As we begin to change our perceptions to a positive one, our lives improve. If we don't change it, we lose our joy and are consigned to low vibrational state. Pain changes people. Life will test you just before it will bless you. Some of the best changes in life results from the most painful experiences. We need to experience low points in our life in order to gain the wisdom, strength and acknowledgement. We need to appreciate the high points. When we experience low point in, on our journey towards change, life can feel confusing and challenging. It's extremely difficult to trust the process and to have faith that good things will follow. 
but we need to remember that using the lessons we learned along the way, we can make better choices go going forward. If you had your heart broken before, you might decide to pay more attention when picking a partner. This might lead you down the path to finding your soulmate, someone who treats you much better than anyone ever had before. Every choice you make leads to more choices. As you go about your day-to-day -day life, remember that if you make just one different choice, you may experience a completely different day. Imagine a boy going to meet a girl at the cinema for the first date. The boy decides to eat something before he goes, and consequently his stomach becomes unsettled. He then has to visit the bathroom and ends up leaving late for the date. The girl gets tired of waiting and leaves the cinema a few minutes before he arrives. As he arrives at the cinema and realizes that she's gone, he heads back home. Only to bump accidentally into a girl whom he has instant attraction to. Now imagine they both get talking, fall in love, get married and have kids. All this occurs purely because he missed his actual date. Everything is connected. If something tragic has happened in your past, think of something good that happened recently. They are linked. That first event somehow created different choices in you, which led you to experience something good. Sometimes we have to take a look back at the events in our lives and start connecting the dots. There was probably a reason for each occurrences. If we look carefully, things might start making sense. If they do, surely we can be certain that all future events, whatever they are, whether they bring us pain or pleasure, have a purpose. Lessons will repeat themselves. Life conditions you. Sorry, life conditions you. It swings at you. It kicks you while you are down, and it storms on you. And yet you survive and walk around as the new and improved versions of yourself. Because the challenges that some people find hard, you have overcome. The next time you pray for your situation to change, realize that you are in that situation so that you can change. Life provides you, sorry, life provides us with lessons that we can handle and that will bring out the best in us. It then tests us to make sure we have learned our lessons. Some of these tests are cruel and some are quite lenient. Occasionally we experience the same obstacles over and over again because we still haven't learned, sorry, because we still have learning to do. It might be that we haven't learned our lesson properly. The best way to confirm if someone has learned their lesson is to test them more than once further down the line. I could give you a lesson now, and as it would still be fresh in your mind, you'd probably be able to pass a test on it quite easily. <laughs> However, if I gave you the same test a few months later, it would be more challenging. This would be a true test of whether or not you have understood what you were taught. For example, if you rush a relationship with someone you hardly know and then end up getting hurt, the lesson might be that you need to get to know someone before you jump into a relationship with them. Just saying that you learned your lesson is not always enough. You have to prove it. So the universe might then introduce you to someone else, someone who has irresistible charm. To prove that you've learned your lesson, you have to show it. 
If you jump into another relationship quickly, then there's a chance you might get hurt again. While you should take this example lightly, I hope you can see that sometimes we are giving the same test more than once, and it can be even harder the second or third time around. Notice the warning signs. You don't get into a car immediately worrying that you are going to have a crash. That would be a very fearful way to live life, and it would drive you insane. However, you could still make measures, such as wearing a seatbelt, to prevent serious injuries if an accident did happen. This action, too, may result from fear, but this is why fear exists, to protect us from danger. If you caused a car accident because you consumed too much alcohol, but you survived, it would be even more irresponsible for you to do it again. If you did, you'd be volunteering for another accident, which could potentially lead to your death. In other words, you are ignoring the lesson and suggesting to the universe that you should receive that lesson again. So pay attention to the warning signs. You are always being guided by the universe to live authentically and purposely, and to experience the greater things in life. But if something doesn't go the way you want it, ask yourself what you can learn from it. Because every bad experience has a learning outcome to be taken on board. Ask yourself what, change, what changes you need to make. And don't mask unhealthy choices with optimism when you know they are not right or let emotional cravings and temporary comfort inspire you to venture for more pain. If you keep taking a bite out of the cake that harmed you, you no longer fall victim to it, you become, become a hungry volunteer. Your higher purpose. You came here loaded with potential, ability, gift, wisdom, love and intelligence to share with the world. You are here to make the world a better place. You have a purpose, and until you start living it, you will have a void inside of you, a feeling you can't quite explain, but that knows that you are meant for more. I believe that everyone has a purpose in life, a purpose to be of service to the world. This purpose, along, uh, along with the experience of unconditional love and joy, is the reason for our existence, Purpose provides us with meaning. <laughs> Most of us find it difficult to identify what our true purpose is. Others have a feeling that they know what it is, but are often forced to conform to society's norms and reject their real purpose in the name of practicality. Think of a soccer ball. The purpose of this ball is to be kicked. If the ball just sits there doing nothing in the corner of a room, its purpose is being ignored. However, it doesn't care, because it has no soul. Imagine now that the ball has a soul, giving the ball self-awareness. If the ball stayed sitting in the corner of the room, it would have a strange feeling inside of it, like something was missing. The ball may never find fulfillment, because it would probably feel as if it hadn't shown the world its true worth. Now imagine someone finally picking up the ball and decided to throw it around. As the ball glides through the air, it feels ecstatic, but moments later, the ball feels a void inside itself again, because although it had fun, it wasn't enough. 
The ball might then be used in various ways, seeing a plenty of action, but still feel unfulfilled. The ball assumes that the more events that occur in its life, the closer it'll come to fulfillment. But the more events it experiences, the more this idea is disproven. Until one day, when the ball is kicked, in this moment everything makes sense to the ball. It understands what it was designed for. It was supposed to be kicked. It looked back at the event that had already taken place and started connecting the dots. When it was being moved through the air, and when it felt someone applying pressure to it, it experienced feeling of excitement that related to its purpose. The ball now knows what it's been searching for all along. We gain a modicum of satisfaction from applying ourselves to roles that aren't our own profound purpose, but rarely do we have lasting satisfaction. That's not to say that you can't experience joy. After all, we can always raise our vibration, but we can also feel ultimate fulfillment if we meet the purpose we were made for. You may find the idea of having a higher purpose to be far-fetched, but if you found a smartphone in the middle of a field, you'd assume that someone had dropped it there. You wouldn't think that something so complex was formed naturally by events in nature over millions of years without having a designer. Yet we believe the whole human race, which is far more complex than a smartphone, was produced by a series of mutations and survival of the fittest. Many of us seem to accept that we have no purpose in life and that we are each just another human being in this universe of billions upon billions of galaxies. However, just like a smartphone, there must surely be a purpose in your existence. When people go through their lives without really believing in a higher purpose, they are not making the most of their experience. These individuals could go through their whole life just trying to make ends meet. Their purpose in life will always be driven by daily survival, the need to pay the next bill. Of course, bill does matter. We need to pay our food, water, shelter, clothing and utilities. But do you honestly believe you were put on this planet just to exist in such a manner and then die? Do you truly believe that life is simply about making money? Life is greater if you live with purpose. When you find a meaningful reason for doing what you do, you will feel, sorry, you will feel complete. Just like I used to. Many people spend their days working at a job that means nothing to them and living for their two days of freedom each week. During those two days, they'll either do very little or go on a spending spree to make the most of that freedom, as I did by going to a club every weekend. Every week, uh, they looked forward to those two days wishing their precious time away because they want their time away from work, their free time to come quicker. The result is that a whole life can go by in a flash. Life is often difficult and money does give us much more freedom. Nevertheless, have faith that you can serve a purpose for humankind and also meet your final needs, sorry, financial needs. This purpose doesn't have to be something huge. You don't have to be the next Dalai Lama or even the next Mark Zuckerberg. However, you must seek to add value. And the only way to do this is by doing something you enjoy with all of your heart. This is why passion plays such a 
big part in living a great life. Not everyone knows what they're passionate what they are passionate about. Spiritual medium Dal Anka claims to challenge being known as Bashar, who whose advises that following your ex- excitement is the shortest path to realizing what you want. Your next step should always be the one you find most exciting. You don't need to justify it, says Bashar, you just need to do it. So take action on whatever it is that truly excites you. Make sure you don't choose something that you label as exciting because you can't think of anything else, or because you think other people will see it as exciting. The things that you are naturally drawn towards aren't random. They are picking you out in the same way that you are pursuing them. It really is as simple as this. So don't overcomplicate it by thinking that you need to have it all figured out. And don't be dishonest with yourself and force actions on something you feel is unfeasible. For example, if you really like drawing, you could start by creating a website or social media account and sharing some of your work with the world. Don't try to sell your drawings for thousands of pounds right away, particularly if this seems like a long shot uh, to you at this stage. It should be something you are willing to do for free, without any expectation because it's something you're truly passionate about. If it doesn't excite you, it's not right for you. You don't immediately need to quit your current commitment and put your financial obligation at risk. What this does mean, sorry, what this does means, though, is that you need to stay curious, stay hungry for positive change, and keep taking steps towards the thing that stimulates your mind body and soul. Don't worry about which steps to take next or how things will unfold for you. Remember, if you show your excitement to the universe, it will give you more things to feel excited about. Wondrous opportunities will follow and help you to discover your path in life as long as you act on the signs. Small steps are fine because they'll lead to biggest things. Eventually you'll work out a way to take your passion, your Path. This could be an extension of what you're already doing, or if you're in a profession you dislike, it means you'll eventually be able to give up and commit to your purpose full-time. You were created with intention. You are here to help, love, assist, save and entertain. You are here to inspire and put a smile on someone's face. You are here to make a difference. You wouldn't be on this planet at this time if you didn't have something to offer. There is a purpose behind your existence, and when you discover what it is, you will not only change the dynamics of the world, but also experience abundance in all areas of your life. And now we come to money and greed, but this is for a different podcast. So, Finding our purpose in life, finding what excites us, what truly excites you. Can you think of anything and write that down on a piece of paper? Because writing it down can actually, it can actually become much easier for you to manifest it in your life. It could be painting, for example, I paint, I'm not doing 
it f to make money. I'm doing it because it makes me happy. It it have a it has a purpose in my life. I feel creative when I do it. So what what makes you feel creative in your life? Is there anything that that strives you that you feel excited about? Well then I would highly suggest that you start focusing on it. And of course, allowing yourself uh, to be guided by the universe. Guided by the signs uh, in your life um, that you've maybe even could find your purpose in life. And that could be making other people happy. And also, in the process, making your own, your own inner core happy. And doing that can actually help you get up in the morning, becoming a truly happy human being, a, a, a human being that truly knows its purpose in life and strives for it, strives for excitement in life, and also finding it. So I hope you find your purpose in life. I hope you find joy, peace and happiness in your life. And of course, I hope that you got something out of this podcast. Maybe just five or ten minutes there was something that made you think in a different direction that you usually uh, were doing, so that you can also find your true happiness and purpose in life. So, maybe it should be what excites you, what excites me. This would be something that I should occupy my mind with in the next couple of days. And I should write that down on a piece of paper. Maybe even finding what makes me truly happy in life. And I would suggest that you do the same. So, this was this podcast. I hope it was enjoyable for you. I hope that you also find your true purpose in life. This is, I would say here on the, on the last couple of minutes, try to analyze yourself. Try to find what truly makes you happy. Also, I would highly suggest that you, if you have close friends by, you ask them if they can see something in you that could grow into something that could be enjoyable to you. So wondering is not the same as worrying. Worrying about life is not going to make you happy. But thinking about what truly makes you happy and what truly excites you in life can actually, you know, you can start a journey to becoming a more happy and loving and caring and kind human being for every day that goes by. So this is Kenneth Anderson signing off. I hope you love each other and are kind to one another. It is the 14th of February 2021. The time is 23.14. And it is Sunday. Bye.